language a lot because uh, although I don't really write too much and you write like uh, so I'm sure songwriting is like a play on words and it's, yeah uh, yeah you it's, have to pay attention to it a lot yeah. like I it's it's a it's a it's an interesting puzzle because like at least for me when I'm writing uh, you know you there are a lot of words that rhyme but you want to figure out things that it's hard sometimes when you want to maybe present something because there's mm -hmm. there's not a lot of new things underneath the sun every a lot of things have been said but what makes each person unique is how you say it mm -hmm. so and and even to you that's what makes you unique as a podcaster Correct. like how Thank you say you. that's you know mm -hmm. um you know like you and even before, what i want to say to you before it's like you are an artist you're you know your mouth your speech everything like that that is your instrument that's your paintbrush that's mm -hmm. how you that's how you express your art but what i was saying was was like um you know this this interesting puzzle of lyric writing mm -hmm. and how to create words and how to like you know because it's not only words that make sense together mm -hmm. or rhyme they also have to sound nice they also have yeah, to sound yeah. musical they There's also have the syllables and how they play within the 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 tempo mm -hmm. of the song so it's it's a very it's a very 360 degree type of thing it is it's it's like um almost engineering the whole thing no you really much no you you are because mm -hmm. everything and again I, i'm not sitting here with, from the perspective of like the greatest songwriter in the world i'm just in love with the craft mm -hmm. and my you know even with the ep that i put out we'll, we'll get to that but like mm -hmm. there's when i when i wrote it i was like this is the best i've ever mm -hmm. done and now looking a little bit back on it I'm like, all right, I see where, like, I'm, I'm, I'm always looking to improve on what I just did, mm -hmm. but because I'm such a, I love the game and I'm a student of it, I'm constantly looking to how I can I better, quote, unquote, engineer this thing, because you really are trying to, when you, when you create something, whether it's a mm -hmm. song or an album or even within just the context of a song, I want to, like, create something that, number one, catches your ear. Mm -hmm. that you like it and that you can kind of like that it, there's something that hooks you in melodically musically yes. i want it to also be catchy lyrically the other thing is also i want uh, very importantly for me i wanted to tell a story mm -hmm. you know i want to take you whatever the world is i want to take the listener into that world and have them live there yeah. for a little bit and be engulfed in it and hopefully mm -hmm. because if, to me at least that's like i'm i've said this so many times and maybe it's uh -huh. a little cheesy but like it's something that i truly believe as a songwriter or even as an artist or like as a book writer when you're telling a story you're really taking what's like in your heart yes. and trying to find its way to make it to somebody else's yeah and like to me that's always the thing so uh, when i'm thinking yeah. like when i when i try to express myself through songwriting mm -hmm. and music writing it's like all right i have this feeling how can i create the vibe enough mm -hmm. so that so it's digestible enough that you can enjoy it yeah and so like that's you know and it's i appreciate that yeah and it's it's uh, like you mentioned ep uh, can you please tell me what exactly ep means because i'm ignorant no no it's okay so it uh ep stands for extended play which okay. is it was a little bit confusing because so you have ep which is extended play and lp which is i'm, I'm almost positive means long play uh -huh. i'm sure there's maybe someone that's gonna correct me but i think it's long play so an ep is like a short album mm -hmm. ep is like usually typically between three and maybe five or six songs maximum mm -hmm. and a long play is a full album which is like you know eight eight songs minimum mm -hmm. and and up until double album triple album which however however many songs you want to do but an ep is like more of a of a short album 
So so you basically just came out with five new tracks, five three, news, uh -huh. five new songs. So five songs uh, in terms of like were part of the project. Mm -hmm. Initially, I it was only going to be an EP. Um, I ended up I wanted to have a you know I wanted to give some people a little bit of a taste before it. So I came out with Hurricane in January, mm -hmm. um, which was the first single. Um, we were supposed to come out i was supposed to release the second single roughly about like i'd say like march yeah like the end of march somebody else's problem was supposed to come out and then the full ep was supposed to follow in april obviously covid hit oh, and yeah. middle of march and i remember speaking to the the girl that works with me on some of my some of my pr mm -hmm. stuff and she she just gave me and she's she's also an artist in her own right and she was like matt just you just sit on it from yeah nothing is you. going on right now mm -hmm. nobody's writing about anything all the blogs are temporarily closed fucking billboard music fired like half of their staff yeah yeah you know I, I so you. so she was like just wait and we mm -hmm. were waiting and waiting and waiting and finally at a certain point in may i was like and and people were telling me like hey man we're i was in this very strange mode uh -huh. of like should I release music during quarantine? Mm -hmm. Because in the beginning, I was like, nah. Also, in the beginning, I thought this shit was going to last like a month maximum. Same here. What the fuck we dude, doing dude, here? I was, <laughs> I was driving on the way here, and I was, re I was thinking of... So, so, uh -huh. so you live in... Sun so you're in here Correct. in Sunnyside, yes. and it's right next to Long Island City. Bas yes. It's basically yeah. Long Island City. Like, for like, some people call it Yeah, call when, when I put area. it into maps, it said mm -hmm. Long Island City. But I know it's Sunnyside. It's different. Yes. I had a friend of mine that used to live here. But... So I was on my way here, and there's a there's a venue um, mm -hmm. in LIC called LIC Bar that I've played at a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm friends with the booking agent there and the guy that runs it. So I rem and it, it, just speaking of Corona, there's a funny uh -huh. story that I was thinking about on the car right here because I passed LIC, mm -hmm. and I was right at the beginning of the Corona of, of the coronavirus pandemic, like as it hit here. Uh -huh. It was I think like the end of March. I remember shit started everything shut down like March fifteenth, fourteenth, mm -hmm. right around there, middle of March. And at the end of March, everyone thought, including me, that this is gonna be not that long. Same. So, so and I thought that by summertime mm -hmm. things were gonna open back up and we'd be playing shows. And I was like, yeah. I'm and, and I was like, I'm gonna release the E P in a little bit in the summer i have to play shows mm -hmm. i have to play venues yeah. to promote and tour around this project so i hit up the guy that runs lic bar like he was one of the first people that i reached out mm -hmm. to just to see what what bookers were doing yeah. and he uh i hit him up and i was like hey man um i know obviously things are weird right now but just mm -hmm. in case you're booking for you know june through uh -huh. august let me know and he was like <laughs> i really and he literally hit me back up he was like i'll be honest with you man we're not booking anything. Nobody knows what the fuck's going to yeah. happen. I don't even know if this venue is going to stay open. So, but it, it, I, I was you, yeah. driving. Yeah. So the back to why I thought mm -hmm. it was funny. I was driving here and I was like, dude, I really thought that like in March, I, was like, I be, thought yeah. this was going to be over. This is going to be over. You know, Matt. It's like, oh, we wear a few masks. We're yeah, socially. This is fine. It's going to be fine. I hear you. And whatever you just were saying, that voice goes in my head <laughs> every single day, every single hour of the day. And uh, you, uh, 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 doesn't matter. But overall, uh, I so agree with you. And I understand we have some sort of scientific uh, scientific uh, proofs, this and that. But in my opinion, two months ago, it was all right. 
month ago it was already going crazy now it's madness that we're still in this situation in my opinion i you know and maybe i'm the mad one maybe Me but, maybe. but i i truly believe i'm not you I, know I'll, I'll say this i'll mm -hmm. say this i think that all right i think i have a pretty like balanced view of it when it first hit i thought that i'll be honest with you i was one of the first people in my circle that was like this is going to be really bad yeah and i actually and funny enough mm -hmm. fucking joe rogan podcast was the one yeah. that convinced you because if you remember he had that doctor on I, yeah and the doctor was like the, the, the and it was like oh it, i swear to god it was like a, a week mm -hmm. before it hit america badly and we started closing mm -hmm. and the, the whoever the doctor specialist was there he was like this is going to impact the entire fucking world mm -hmm. and he's like and america is going to get hit very badly so and what happened was I was speaking to a few other people and was hearing about stories of like, there's no toilet paper. People yeah. are like, you know, people are losing their shit. It's fucking I am legend out here. Yeah. So I called my wife. I was in the city mm -hmm. and I was like doing some work and I, I called my wife and I was like, babe, um, do me a favor. Just go to the store and just get some essentials. Cause we, yeah. we had moved into our new apartment in February mm -hmm. and so and we were still amassing stuff yeah you know definitely. like and we had enough food and everything but I was mm -hmm. like babe just go to the store and she and is the I, I'm the luckiest person in the world to ever uh -huh. but for about five minutes she was like are you serious mm -hmm. I'm like what do you mean she's like you're like you saw this on the Joe Rogan podcast and she doesn't know how important the Joe Rogan podcast is. She doesn't is. know, obviously. She doesn't obviously. know that that thing, that thing is the mo is how we all get our information. Definitely me. Definitely me. <laughs> so no, but I just, the thing was, it wasn't just from that though. I, mm -hmm. I, I could just, maybe, maybe this is a weird thing to say, but mm -hmm. based off how I grew up mm -hmm. and this is not like a macho statement. I've just always been very good at sensing like, knowing the difference between like fake danger and like real danger oh yeah, yeah. and like you know Ro like we'll get into this later but rockaway beach was never like the friendliest place only recently mm -hmm. people really started going there before it was like quite dangerous a uh, not fun place after dark especially yeah right? yeah they 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 don't didn't only mm -hmm. use baseball bats oh really so, Fuck. <laughs> no but but like but uh but what i'm saying is like uh -huh. just i i could all i could always kind of tell Mm-hmm. If shit was about to go shady, sideways, shady yeah. stuff. So, and I just I, based off like I I don't know what it was. Mm -hmm. It was just the I felt this vibe. I was like, mm -hmm. this is gonna get really bad. Yeah. If I I didn't think it was gonna be for this fucking long. Yeah. But same. I knew that for I knew mm -hmm. that just that people were starting to buy all the toilet paper. Yeah. Like yeah. that that's a that's a sign that we might need to be wiping yeah. our asses with newspapers soon. Sure. So she begrudgingly she wasn't as happy about it, but she was like all right i'll go she mm -hmm. took the baby went to you know costco mm -hmm. or stop and shop or whatever and got a bunch of stuff That's good, and man. then and then a week later like not even no no that same week yeah new york completely shut down yeah and yeah. we we spoke about it recently she was like she's like i have to say you mm -hmm. were 100 percent right yeah but like nobody so mm -hmm. the balance thing about it for mm -hmm. me is that it, it's a really really hard pressure point because the way i look at it mm -hmm. is like i have two of my closest friends that caught it uh -huh. um and they're they're Did they come out of it they came out okay but the thing is they're mm -hmm. they're 
the thing that freaked me out about this situation was that sorry and uh mm-hmm. touch the mic but the thing that freaked me out about this situation is that the complete uncertainty about it like two of my closest yes. friends got it um who are both who are both police officers who are both uh-huh. phenomenal who i trust my life with mm-hmm. um you know shout out to pat and mike um two of my cl- two of my closest brothers mm-hmm. but like they both got it and the two their two symptoms couldn't have been more dissimilar one guy mm-hmm. was knocked on his ass for three weeks uh-huh. literally he he was he he had he got the most sick he'd almost ever gotten ever mm-hmm. um didn't have to go to the hospital, thank God. But he he was like, this was a bad, bad yeah. fucking flu, mm-hmm. really bad. Yeah. And my other friend Patrick, who's who's also Polish, uh-huh. um, and a huge gym rat. This mm-hmm. motherfucker was FaceTiming me from his bedroom, lifting weights three days after he got diagnosed. <laughs> That's this what psycho. I'm talking about. No, but you know Polish, what I mean. So, Polish genes. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick stopped taking steroids, motherfucker. <laughs> Maybe, maybe it helps with Corona, but you never know. It, there's going to be a moment when too much steroids is too much steroids. Pat, I didn't say anything, so I promise. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm no, joking. But, no, I'm but, joking. But that's, but so, so they got, they got sick and their, their symptoms were completely dissimilar. Mm-hmm. And also, so my, my wife's aunt, uh, Joanna, she mm-hmm. works in Elmhurst. Okay. And that and Elmer's hospital was that like was the, a nightmare, like bro. epicenter, probably. Dude, no, and dude, it was like mm-hmm. like doctors were like leaking footage of like literal icebox trucks that they had to wheel bodies out in. So there was definite like there was definitely like real shit that happened. Like, of for, course, dude. Yeah. Like my 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 uh, my father who who trains. Uh, uh, my dad also very Russian. At the beginning, it was mm-hmm. like my father's very funny. At first, he was mm-hmm. like, "This is gonna be real." And then, like a week later, he's like, "This is bullshit," you know. <laughs> that's, and that's I had my, to, That's my man right there. For like, for like <laughs> weeks, he, he, you guys would love mm-hmm. each other. For weeks, uh-huh. I had to explain to him. I was like, "Pop, mm-hmm. it's real." But it, the thing was, it, uh-huh. he had some clients of his whose like whose family members got very sick and I got see. hospitalized. Yeah. So, so my balance for it is this: I, I definitely took it, and still t- to a lot of extent, take it very seriously. Yes. However, however. I also recognize that like there is a very 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 huge economic exactly. um, uh, economic consequence that's coming out of all of this mm-hmm. and it's it's really it's hard because at first th- and here's here's the problem and I, mm-hmm. and I, and I, this is from my perspective of uh, I knew that we were going to cover everything under the sun yeah. in this podcast. I fucking love it. The, yeah, me too. Fucking, as soon as I mm-hmm. met you I was like we're going to talk about everything <laughs> within 3 seconds. So, but mm-hmm. the thing, the thing is about, I think that that's an interesting thing because America is mm-hmm. a huge country. America Correct. is a huge yeah. country. And in this country, you have every different type of person under the sun. And I think that as soon as wearing, I, as soon as the coronavirus thing itself and wearing a mask, as soon as I got political, mm-hmm. as soon as that happened, I knew that we were in trouble because yeah. there were going to be people that were like super crazy about wearing the mask. Yeah. And there were going to be people that were going to be like, you're not stepping on my freedom. It mm-hmm. is my right as an American to not have to wear a mask and then yell at you if you tell me to please wear a mask okay. in your business, which I think is crazy mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like, look, if you want to if you want to not wear a mask, that's your decision. But you also have to be OK with people saying like, hey, we're only letting people True, wear masks yeah. here. It's understandable. But with that being said, 
since it's such a big place mm -hmm. and different places got hit with it at different times and you know like now florida is you know ironically yeah, seeing going. you know going dude my my mm -hmm. brother my cousin's friends went to florida like a group of 10 guys uh -huh. they came back every single one of them got corona every single Did one they? Oh, shit. all 10 all of them Fuck. 10 10 uh, tested positive for you it. you giving bad rap to uh, florida <laughs> no, people no, but, travel there no but that's <laughs> no, but, but, but the thing is and people were uh -huh. People were going there like to chill, and I then they came back, yeah, and they were definitely. like, "Oh, what the fuck?" So, I I think that it's something that, and, and mm -hmm. the sad thing is, in a lot of other places in the world, they're kind of done with it. Yeah, like, that's that's know, what's so crazy it, it, about it. it. But but I think I think, and this is just my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think it's because in other places. It wasn't a divisive thing. The whole country was like, yeah. hey, we really don't want to be inside forever, mm -hmm. so maybe let's just all do this together and in mm -hmm. america no one ever says let's all do this yeah. together unfortunately but so, you're right so as soon as it became political as soon as mm -hmm. it became a very divisive thing you had either people saying one thing or the exact opposite which is just basically american politics in yeah. a nutshell so uh, unfortunately so but but the thing is so unfortunately we're not uh, in my mm -hmm. opinion i don't think we're fully out of the woods yet i'm still obviously for mm -hmm. me having a family i'm obviously still being very careful and for myself and for but but i also recognize that there's mm -hmm. only a dude the 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 extra unemployment 600 yeah. covid dollars just it's ran gone. out this week that's done so uh, there's economy dude th all over the world the economy is i my i had a i was i mm -hmm. a, a good friend of my uncle's he's uh he's his family's from india originally he's a businessman mm -hmm. here in america but I spoke to him recently and he was like, yeah, dude, India got hit very hard financially, yeah. very hard. Their economy, their economy had a, gr mm -hmm. a had a small incremental growth based off what he told me mm -hmm. up until this time period. And they had a massive, massive economic hit. Yeah. And that's felt all everywhere, yeah. you know, well, and it's like mm -hmm. people at what point are you going to start telling people like, hey, you can't go to work, but we're also not going to help you. So yeah. figure it the fuck out. So you can't, th th one thing goes in with the other. Yeah, but you definitely bring up a good point. And if I may, yeah. I, Matt, I definitely agree with you, uh, the virus, you know, like I am, uh, and I understand on previous podcasts, I said a lot of things that many people would disagree with, but I I'm, I never discredit the virus itself. Yeah. The, the, the virus itself is a true, honest uh, it's threat, yeah. threat which is true uh, and i definitely do not argue that the thing is uh, and obviously not a doctor blah 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 but Me neither, yeah I? but the thing is uh, even just a regular flu is a serious fucking virus yeah and uh, to me even if this virus is yeah I cannot give you the like higher how much higher percentage is no, deadly or yeah. whatever but you know even if it's like half more deadly than flu it's still not so bad and i understand this could sound super ignorant no it's but not it's not that mm -hmm. it's not that it's just um it's it's also there's also mm -hmm. so many ways there's also ways to look at it like yeah the, you know it's it's funny but like coming from you know eastern europe and maybe having you know like somewhat of a of a non-traditional upbringing or whatever the fuck like you know there's there's definitely you know like there might be people that are like hey man some people are gonna die but like yeah, you know yeah. like we have to you know what are mm -hmm. we gonna do 
you know yeah so there's there's also there's also that i don't want to say dark but like in you know that other you know side so, opinion to so it. Honest. but but it's it's the thing is the, the, the thing that was interesting to me about mm-hmm. it was the how unpredictable it was yeah you know that that's to me mm-hmm. like i wasn't even necessarily that afraid for myself i was more afraid for my loved ones yeah. but like it was the unpredictability about it was what freaked me out dude like my grandparents are like uh, they so my grandparents have a, a small apartment in florida that they go mm-hmm. to um you know for like six months out of the year um they were supposed to come back in april they're still there you oh, know wow. they just have luckily there it's like a retirement community so I they see. so they have like they hired somebody to go out get groceries for them blah blah That's blah good. so which is cool but it's like you know every time i talk to them i'm like yeah well, whenever this is yeah, done yeah, i guess you know what i mean but mm-hmm. it's like it's it's a weird it's a very weird thing because th- the thing is and and you ha- you said something really fucking uh-huh. i was why i follow you on instagram and you uh-huh. said some really funny shit you <laughs> were like you. You. you were like uh you were like uh you said you're like uh they were like fuck corona my grandmother's still alive and i think it ended up like even the one that died or some shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and I thought, dude i said to danny <laughs> dude i thought i i couldn't stop laughing oh, my wife shit. came in too, she's like what's so funny i was like this is the guy who's going to be interviewing me tomorrow. <laughs> but you know, but the one, the the part that I say die, it cut off. Yeah, yeah. But I, thank you for figuring this out. <laughs> so because funny. I was like, I was like, man, people are not going to get it. But Dude, I thought it was so funny. But just because like, it's, it's so part of like your character. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And it, it's, dude, it's, you, you, you're fucking Respect. funny. I appreciate that a lot. Uh, but, you know, but, yeah. Uh, uh, I appreciate it once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I may, with the virus, I uh, my issue with the whole thing is, uh, and what you said is the un- unpredictability, and also another thing you said, we don't really get together and try to figure this shit out. You know? No, there's no. Yeah. There's. I I hate saying it because mm-hmm. it sounds. It to some people it may sound un-American, but it's really not. I I love this place. Mm-hmm. I truly do. I've just never been like i've never been the person that i've always felt that like hey if something's broken be honest about trying to fix it yeah you know and that goes and that's not a to me that was never on one side of the political spectrum or the other i've always just been like hey if we think that we can maybe try to do this better um Mm -hmm. without stubbornness with about without you know without like the ignorance of like well i want i i think what i say is right and there's nothing you can say to convince me so what I say when I say that, like, I think that we could do probably better, um, I say that as somebody that grew up in this country, hopes to have a future for this country, mm-hmm. and also wants things to be better for my actual son in this country, right. whether we stay here or not, you know what I mean? Like, but with that being said, is like, I, and you said it too, it, unfortunately, mm-hmm. unfortunately, and I, and I think that maybe a lot of people might agree with this, I know you will, there's nothing that happens in this country that is not politicized in one way or another. Yeah. And I think that's in a lot of ways to our detriment as normal citizens. Well said. Because at a certain point, like if every single person just said, Hey, this is real. This isn't a hoax. Maybe mm-hmm. even, even if they disagreed Mm-hmm. with because i know i know that you wear a mask outside and yes, which correct, is cool correct. even if they disagree and i know i know your opinions and they're not 100 mm-hmm. percent wrong but like 
even if they disagree but with they are very wrong no no no, no. but even <laughs> even if they even if they mm. disagree with the mm-hmm. the details of the sentiment if mm-hmm. everyone just said hey we know this is real we all want to get out of it because it yeah. fucking economically benefits us to not stay here then mm-hmm. if there was a united i haven't seen this country be united on almost anything past when 9/11 happened yeah after that it was like for a brief moment of like yeah we're together and then it was business as usual so and mm-hmm. that to me is is somewhat heartbreaking because at the end of the day yes. we are all neighbors we are all countrymen we are what affects i mean there are yeah. people for example people in that live in new york have mm-hmm. no understanding what it's like to live in the middle of oklahoma on a farm and yeah. vice versa so you it's very hard obviously for politics to blanket and and uh, a good friend of mine act uh, mm-hmm. uh, not a good friend but like uh a friend of mine's friend who was his roommate who was a brilliant brilliant guy in mm-hmm. finance he he gave me this really interesting uh analogy and he was like mm-hmm. dude america is just one big corner that everyone came to hustle on and mm-hmm. it's true because everyone's just trying to figure out yeah. their own shit and so it's not everything that applies to people in new york apply to somebody in texas or Oklahoma. but my yeah. point is is if everyone took this it to uh I think that if everyone took this to a, a similar level of seriousness mm-hmm. and just said, hey, we're all just going to try together. Let's yeah. just try. Mm-hmm. I think we might be in a somewhat, uh, I think we might be a little further along as Absolutely. opposed to waiting for the next shoe to drop and be like, we don't know when things are, you know what I mean? It's, I it's, do a, agree. it's a weird thing. But again, unfortunately, if, yeah. if things weren't as polarizing, but th- yeah. so much of American business is, is based off polarization. It's true. And uh, Matt, uh, thank you. And I appreciate uh, you saying that because it's very true that there is a disconnect. And unfortunately, there is. Uh, so I- if I can give you my perspective, Please. I'm on Team America. Either you take me from the right, from left, uh, support, donor supporter, donor not supporter. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm on Team America. And what you were just saying, you know, even if I have a views this way or that way, I want the best for this country and for the people of this country. And you made a very good point. Like this is, uh, and unfortunately, uh, and I'm not saying uh, you being obvious, but in a way, your point is great, amazing, but it should be obvious to everybody. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. And it's not. It's which and which you say it's politics, which you are very much correct with and that. There's, and there's unfortunately mm-hmm. there's big money behind that. There's I, I hate look, I mean and we live in we live in very interesting mm-hmm. and divisive times and you're not to get into all the details of it, but the fact that if if again I I feel like I have an interesting view on things because I've never I feel like I've been more or less I've, I've definitely tried to educate myself on certain things mm-hmm. and certain things that that affect people that don't look like me per se or mm-hmm. you know friends of mine that are from different backgrounds and stuff especially growing up where I grew up where Rockway Beach was always very multicultural there you know there were a lot of different types of like people from backgrounds that mm-hmm. lived there but the 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 thing is is that I and I feel like a lot of people get very very caught up in in the personal movement or political movement that they personally identify with yeah. and, and and it's not it's not a terrible thing but i i also think that the ability i i've always looked at myself as somewhat 
more of an observer than a participant That's in some ways. And that has allowed me not speaking from a pretentious place, but that from my perspective has given me an interesting perspective on like seeing that, yeah, there are obviously things that need to change in this country. And there are obviously mm-hmm. things that need to be moved forward. And, and there are people that have legitimate, legitimate concerns and grievances. And, and we all have, we all yeah. can do better. But I also look at it from a perspective of going like, Hey, I feel like people aren't aware enough that, as much as there are real issues, there's also a big, big machine in place that yeah. makes money from, conti- like, from making sure that we are, in a lot of ways, divided. Yeah. Like, the, you know, no matter it, it, whichever spectrum you fall on, if you watch any like news on the TV or whatever yeah. it is, all that news needs you to stay watching mm-hmm. so that they can make money. Yeah. You know, That's so, it, you know, if and dude, mm-hmm. if what would happen to American politics if we all just decided to, like, somehow get along? You know I, what I mean? I, it's I it's a very utopian politics kind of. A, over. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah. The, what would they argue about? The, it'd be over. It would be done. done. So and I've, obviously, we just finished politics on this. Podcast. Yeah. No, for, no. But for real, if you really if and, and this isn't mm-hmm. a it's not a conspiracy. It's yeah. not a conspiracy it's thing. True. It's it's like there there is bit like. Dude, there's big business and big money that gets donated to people with platforms yes. and, you know, so that certain interests can be, you know, pushed forward. But, like, you know, their whole business, the whole entire business model of politics is based around the idea of disagreement and division. Yeah. We don't like this guy because mm-hmm. he doesn't stand for us. We want this guy. Yeah. You know, like, so, and 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 how do politicians get put in place? They, they, they play to the people that will put them in power and give them votes so it's you know so and and back to my original point Mm -hmm. is that there's there's a lot more there are i think systems in place in this country and and in a lot of places but i live here so i speak on it that definitely benefit and careers are made off the division of groups of people correct yeah. i don't know if maybe i i would love to hear i would love to have a conversation with anybody that would feel that they disagree with that statement i i have, z- right. I have zero problem talking to mm-hmm. anybody about it and if i'm proven wrong i'm proven wrong i don't really you know i'm not i'm not that kind of mm-hmm. person but i just mm-hmm. you know with that being said it's hard because what you know we, we live in a place that has a lot of potential but of you course. know sometimes that potential is held back a little bit yeah. by by people that have a uh, interest in keeping people unhappy with each other you there's um yeah th- i so agree and definitely that's the honest uh, the the way i see all of this uh, you are correct and politics is a game uh, and let's leave it at that it's yeah, a oh game for sure. and everybody uh, that's in everybody plays every it. yeah everybody <laughs> plays and yeah. and and to end it <laughs> off and without us there's mm-hmm. no game. They need right, us. They need right. us. If everybody, mm-hmm. if every single person, mm-hmm. I had this argument. I think I had this argument with Danny once. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, if every single person decided that, hey, we're not voting on uh-huh. in November, what would they? They'd have to make shit yeah. up. You know what I mean? <laughs> would, like without yeah, right, w- without yeah. us, what are yeah. they doing? You know, Matt, you are so correct, and uh, I wish I could go into it, but there's no no no. I can, I can uh, first of all, if we do, this will be four mm-hmm. hours, and yeah. I can bro, bro I <laughs> at can, least I can always come back. Yeah, please, that that actually sounds uh, I very live, good. Yeah, I live a car right away. F- sounds good and sound. Uh, it sounds like a plan, and yeah. we can we can even do, but it, 
it doesn't matter if i just can say uh i don't want to get into politics but i want to say this and many people know this saying but please try to understand it you probably know much too uh right wing left wing same fucking bird and I'll let I'll let that end with you, but I don't I don't have too much of a different <laughs> opinion on it. I yeah, think that I've seen I, I've, I've seen uh, I've seen people speak with the same intensity, mm-hmm. with the same you know uh, tunnel vision to say to say the least. Um, there you know, I, you're both screaming. You yeah, just you exactly. just you just think that yeah. you're different. So it's it's an interesting mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it, there's and there's also so much in history. Uh, obviously history is there uh, for us to learn from it Mm -hmm. and um there's uh, the myth of babylon Uh, i don't know the details but as far as i know it's uh, one of the reasons why they uh, broke uh, down that civilization is because people got together and understood each other and that was a no no that yeah. was no 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 we're not gonna have that no, you can't because then people gonna it's turn nice yeah and it's also people get to so one thing that i realized matt especially because i got here yeah when i was a young kid i used to be a prejudiced kid but i didn't know any better you yeah. know and it's like i'm being honest with it because it's true oh, for but sure. i didn't know any better mm-hmm. I, I i was prejudiced i I definitely would judge people on their race, skin color, this and that. But you know what changed? Uh, and it changed really quickly. I just work with different people from different ethnicities. And guess what I figured out? They are the same as me. Yeah. They are the same type of person. They might look different. Yeah. But they are a person. Yeah. And they pretty much go through the same cycles. They want this pretty much the same things. You know, maybe some guy from another ethnicity might want to have a hammer and I might want to have a Ferrari. It doesn't matter. No, yeah. But at the end of the day, we both want a car, you know? Yeah. And yeah. what I'm saying is we are pretty much the same on every single fucking level. No, and the, th- the thing that I think is interesting and mm-hmm. important for you to say that is because a lot of people there's definitely people out there that would be like you know oh he said that he used to be prejudiced mm-hmm. so but 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 the thing is though is that the important thing is like number one that you what people don't i think there's a misconception is that people some a lot of times forget that we are all products of our environment Correct. every single one of us mm-hmm. you know you you your view your development as a person is strictly dependent on what you were exposed to whether it was on in person on television on the radio who your parents were around who your parents were who your family friends were all that thing factors in and for lack of a better term if you didn't i grew up in a place i had a i and this is for a different podcast i had probably one of the not to toot my own horn one of the strangest most unique Mm -hmm. upbringings i don't think there's a single person that Uh is the same as me in terms of how they grew up like i went to a private school and grew up in like a shit neighborhood i like and it was like Mm -hmm. i i had i went to a i went to a jewish school and then when i came back to rockway i was the only jewish person for that i knew of for i literally i i lived in two or three different places within Mm -hmm. the span of 24 hours wow so with that being said, I was exposed to a lot. And even I, mm-hmm. growing up, had my own 
you know, we all are kids at one point. Mm -hmm. We're all ignorant in a certain way until we go out into a bigger portion of the world and expand mm -hmm. and see what, you know, see mm -hmm. what's out there and, and meet people that you weren't exposed to. But I think mm -hmm. the most important takeaway from that is like, and you said it perfectly, you, the, the thing about it's, I really think it's okay to be like, hey, when I was younger and I didn't see mm -hmm. or experience as much of the world, I just didn't know. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's and that's important because I think that's where like you can't you can't want people to grow and then be upset when they say I was here but then I grew here like oh but you were here before and you yeah. you were ignorant or whatever it was. Like that's the true. whole point is like if someone grew and admits that they grew, mm -hmm. that's that's the that's the only point of focus yeah. and that's the most important part the you know what i mean thing. and like i said and even me like i said before i was exper exposed to a mm -hmm. lot of different types of people but even i had my own blind spots and i even i had you know different things that i was ignorant to as a who who yeah. who, who was smart at 17 exactly. you know what i mean like nobody who's smart at 55 uh, i don't think many <laughs> I, you know uh, long story short and uh, joe rogan says that uh, uh, we live all our lives and we die stupid anyway and mm. yeah of course there's geniuses but yeah. even geniuses they are geniuses In only one way, on one way yeah. and there's a thousand ways they're not genius a, it, you know? a phenomenon that i always experience i mm -hmm. always experience and maybe you do too where you ever look back and mm -hmm. you're like, man, I was really stupid then. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then, and then, like, like for example, when I was 23, mm -hmm. I looked back at when I was 20. I was like, man, mm -hmm. I was dumb then. I can't believe I didn't know this. <laughs> and then when I was 25, I was like, I was dumb when I was 23. Yes. And now I'm 30, and I was like, man, I was kind of dumb when I was 26. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so, it's, yeah. but that's just that's just life. Exactly. And uh, Matt, you again hit the nail on the head. And I believe me or not i come to realize what you just said very recently uh maybe a year or so but maybe even less and i understood at some point because uh, even like you say uh, you look back and you say like what the fuck i was thinking right but now i don't really do that like obviously everybody does that and i still do it but now i look at it more as a process of learning and growing and it's like, even if I fuck something up, right? And uh, back in the day when I was younger, I would fuck something up and I'd be like, oh my God, how am I going to deal with this? What people going to think? How is this going to turn out? My life is ruined, right? Yeah. Now, if I fuck something up, I'm like, yeah, I might be panicking, but I'm like, how I make this situation better? Mm -hmm. Nothing yeah. else. Yeah. I don't really think, oh, people going to think this. People. No, I'm like, okay, I fucked up. How do I learn from this? And how I keep on going, you it's know. It's part of becoming older, yeah. and it's also just you know you, the the uh, you know the more shit that you go through, mm -hmm. the more the better you are at uh, um, the better you are at handling it, and the better you yeah. are at moving around it. So yeah, definitely, and uh, yeah, thank you, thank you for that perspective because uh, of not many people. Uh, what I notice is that, um, like you were saying, the division between people there is definitely a division. And unfortunately, there's also like a division in mental understanding because certain people, you know, chase, in my opinion, chase false idols. And when they focus their entire life on chasing false idols. You know? Yeah, or, or, or sometimes having, I've definitely been around people that, are, that live to have their opinion validated mm -hmm. and aren't always 
aren't always there to 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 like be open to somebody else's mm-hmm. and i hear you, yeah you know and again look at we're all i come from a long line of stubborn men <laughs> same, stubborn same russian here. men stubborn eastern european men i cannot even i'm stubborn myself yeah. but I, I cannot even believe myself that i'm open-minded because yeah. like <laughs> like i was saying when i was a kid i was not open-minded i was like my way or the highway yeah, and that's, and that's but that's but dude that's what i'm saying it's like mm-hmm. we were all dumb teenagers at yeah. one point sorry to any teenager that's you know if you're listening to this but you know think about it motherfucker <laughs> no but think no but, about it. but it's funny like maybe it's the dad in me but like mm-hmm. it's just and i just remember what i was like as a teenager and mm-hmm. you know and it, it's good you have to go it's all part of life you have to go through that but it's there's always you know it's funny too because i think for for a teenager it our us being in our like 30s now mm-hmm. is is a weird spot because we remember what it's like to be a kid to be a kid mm-hmm. and we haven't had enough time of like real adulting but we also have the perspective of being out in the real yeah. world for the lack of a better term for like the last 10 years if not longer yeah. of being like hey kid this world that you live in is not real mm-hmm. it's just not real you know mm-hmm. like and i i think I, my cousin just turned um, I, I had a cousin that had a, I have a cousin who just like recently turned like 16 or mm-hmm. yeah 16 and we I we were at my uncle's for his birthday and I said to him I was like um, I was like dude enjoy it but I was uh, he was like any advice or whatever I was like yeah man enjoy not having any fucking responsibility mm-hmm. whatsoever yeah. you know yeah. like all and I mean obviously teenagers do have to take care of their own shit in some ways they have That's to, different, but it's but it's not you know it's, like you said they don't live li- they live a real life but at the same time it's not real life with economic uh repercussions yeah exactly i was just gonna say the same thing you know yeah definitely and you are very much correct and believe it or not what you said i resonate with very much because i was that fucking kid you know that uh, and honestly quick story (laughs) yeah at some point in my life i was convinced i'm gonna be a millionaire convinced Till it's part I was, of the American dream. Yeah, and uh, no, 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 but it wasn't Dude, a dream. Were. But uh, Matt, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna be a millionaire. I'm, I'm gonna make a train whenever I feel like it. <laughs> I, and I was convinced of it. I, I was like, it's just gonna fucking happen. Thank God, nobody ever me- asked me how it's gonna happen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah. when my bubble burst and the dream broke and turned into a nightmare, it's when I started working. Yeah. You know. And it's that simple, you know, uh, till I didn't work for myself full time, I didn't understand uh, it's quite difficult to be a millionaire. Oh, yeah. And then I started working for myself and I, I got my first paycheck, which was like 400 something dollars. And I was working. I think I was working more than 40 hours and heavy labor, physical heavy labor. Yeah. And I start counting. How much more to- till I get to a million? To a million. <laughs> I'm like, I'm fucked. My body's <laughs> gonna break. <laughs> I'm fucked. But uh, since that time, I'm not so certain I'm gonna be a millionaire. You know? <laughs> no, it's 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 just you know the mm-hmm. the, the real world hits hard. Yes. For yeah, lack of a better definitely. term, ain't nothing nothing's gonna hit you harder than life. Yeah. Can you tell me your transition from like you were saying before when you start picking up the guitar? To, uh, could you like give me a rundown uh, when you got fascinated with like a guitar of course till the time uh, you got here of and course. what's your progression uh, yeah so i started uh I, my my parents bought me a guitar i think i was like around like 10 years old 
um, I had very brief lessons from uh, my uh, from a guy in the neighborhood, and then he ended up moving, and I just I I think it was like a couple months, and I really didn't pick it up. Uh, I got like a little frustrated because it was really hard when I was ten years old. Um, so I got frustrated, and I really I I say that I really started playing guitar when I was like thirteen. Mm -hmm. So I started playing guitar when I was thirteen years old. It was taking lessons, like I said before, and um, I just continued, and I just always had. Like, for a long time, I only wanted to be a guitar player. I had all mm -hmm. these, like, guitar heroes on my wall. Jimi uh -huh. Hendrix, Jimmy Page, you know, Led, mm -hmm. you know, Led Zeppelin, like, Randy Rhodes, all these other, mm -hmm. like, I was I was really into Legends. Rock. Yeah, legends. Like, mm -hmm. I was really into metal. I'm still, I was, like, listening to Metallica this morning. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I was always really into, you know, like, I, my, I had a very interesting development as a musical lover. Like, when I was younger, when I was uh -huh. a kid in the 90s, Dude, like R and B and soul music was like everywhere, mm -hmm. like, especially in the '90s and like R and B music. And I'm a huge, as you could tell, like an R and B fan and soul music mm -hmm. fan. So, and then as a teenager, I got really into rock and I got really into guitar and I really all these legends. That, mm -hmm. So I, I got into that for a long for years. And around the time that I and like when I was 16, I started like really writing poetry. Mm -hmm. And um, how how did you get into it through school or no? I just a girl. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, Tell I, me I about think, it. Tell no, me about I, think I, I can imagine. No, I'm, no, I just I, I, I can a, already imagine. Yeah, I had a mm -hmm. you know like a, I had mm -hmm. a crush on a girl, and mm -hmm. you know I just wanted like I don't know I just and it wasn't even I wasn't even like writing it for her initially. At one mm -hmm. point I did, but like I just uh, I remember uh, I think I, I had I made a really good friend that summer. Mm -hmm. um, this wasn't the girl that I had a crush on, but I, I had a re I met a really cool uh, girl. Her name was Lauren. And she was working at the surf shop that I later on managed, whatever. And she was like a really, she was a few years old, a really cool chick. Uh -huh. And we like, she, we, we, we would like never, nothing romantic. We would just hang out a lot. And she like, we start, that mm -hmm. was the year I started surfing and she taught, like she showed me all this cool music and mm -hmm. like smoked weed for the first time, nice. like that summer. And it was That's like, good memory you know, right there. yeah, so it was a cool time. Mm -hmm. And, and she like, she was into poetry. So we like would talk about it. And then she mm -hmm. ended up like going back to California. And then I met this other, uh, this other girl and I just had this huge crush on her and I would like, mm -hmm. I was already starting to write. So like mm -hmm. I, I, uh, started writing poetry and like that's sometimes, just, that's cool, yeah, sometimes yeah. I would show her stuff, whatever, but mm -hmm. like, but poetry, it was like this very like hilarious, uh -huh. typical, like, oh, I got into poetry because, but, but the thing is also, I, I think I wrote, I wrote a poem like when mm -hmm. I was a kid that, uh, like, I think my mom still has or whatever, but I was always like artsy. Like I was mm -hmm. always into that. I was always a, an emotional kid. Mm -hmm. Like I was always very into that, like, mm -hmm. you know, an expression, exp emotional and expression and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, poetry and music. I was always very soulful in that way. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I just always laugh and be like, oh, why would you get into poetry? Oh, yeah, it, was a, it was a girl. No, it makes sense. It is yeah. completely makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. No, I, it was... I never wrote poetry, but in my mind, fuck, so much poetry about the guests. No, of you course. Know, it's, it's like it's, shit. There's it's... always, if you ask a guy, like, there's always one thing that you got into, like, why, oh, I like the girl. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, and, and it goes, and it pretty much most of the stuff uh, during our lives, especially for men, comes down to that oh of course like <laughs> how, how can i impress this girl yeah. it's dude it's you know from clothes to whatever you mm -hmm. know there's always something that you're like how sure. can i impress you know pretty yeah. sure you know like 
some of us wouldn't even brush our teeth if we didn't have to see women. You know? yeah, so of like, course, you're right. <laughs> completely, completely. Yeah. So you started writing a yeah. poetry. So I, write, how, so how I started you? writing poetry, mm -hmm. and um, I actually I showed it to a really a really cool English teacher of mine uh, who was oh, who was actually also the wrestling coach. Oh, um, wow, yeah, nice. Mr. Mr. Muir back in after high school. So um, we. And he li he encouraged me to continue with it, which was very. You that's always good, you always good. need someone to like tell and you to keep going. Yeah. So he encouraged me to keep doing it, and I was still like I was really getting into guitar. But the two worlds, music mm -hmm. and and lyrics and poetry, never really mixed together. I would write poetry while listening to music, uh -huh. but I never put the two together. I and see. It, the truth is, it really wasn't. It really wasn't until I got into heavy into John Mayer's music mm -hmm. that I was because to me. John Mayer was this interesting, like almost like other thing uh -huh. because here was a guy who like was just a normal guy mm -hmm. and was a fucking great songwriter, but also on on the low, uh, like one of the best guitar players I'd ever seen. Mm -hmm. But he like, he didn't showcase it until later in his career, like until mm -hmm. like CD two or three that he really started to let people know that I can really I play guitar. Mm -hmm. So to me... I that like very much like I guess for you that Joe Rogan like was maybe an example mm -hmm. that you were like oh I think maybe I could do it too for me seeing John Mayer and I remember when I was 17 I saw him live with a with a friend of mine um actually with a friend of mine's sister mm -hmm. who who got tickets and she was like do you want to come I was like fuck yeah like like who are you I don't care I just want to go see this show and we ended up became becoming friends that's what I was but uh but so like for me he was like an example of mm -hmm. like hey you could really be into guitar playing and really be into lyric like you can mix the two worlds because sure. you know like I, you know like the guitar heroes that i love even guys like Jimi hendrix and eric clapton mm -hmm. when i was younger i didn't think of them as like real songwriters they were like more guitar players mm -hmm. as i got older i was like they actually were great songwriters as well um so i started doing that and and like from i'll be honest with you uh, starting songwriting when I was 17, I was really fucking terrible <laughs> at songwriting for like for years, man. Like it really took me a while to understand. But did you start the from craft. the beginning, uh, melody, and then you write, or you were just no? Just yeah, it, it was. It was always since I was uh -huh. better at guitar than I was at singing, and dude, I was not good when I started. <laughs> um, who is? Who is? I, I watched a couple uh -huh. like I watched a couple of YouTube clips of mine that are like private mm -hmm. from like when I was like seventeen with like a uh -huh. Jufro and stuff and uh -huh. I dude I, I looked at it and I was like I for a sec like my wife came into the living room, <laughs> it was like late at night and she was just going to sleep uh -huh. and she goes she looks at me, she's like, Are you okay? And I was like, Yeah, I think so. And she's like, What happened? I was like, I just watched some videos of myself from thirteen years ago. She I gave me a big hug. She's like, It's okay, you're better now. It's <laughs> like I was so bad. You are but definitely better. Thank you. But it was but it's crazy, like mm -hmm. when you're even when you're that young, mm -hmm. I I thought that I was like amazing. I yeah, was like, yeah. I'm gonna be the biggest <laughs> fucking thing ever. And that's good. It's it's good to have you, ambition. You need it. Yeah. But if when you look back and you're like, Oh my god, <laughs> But so so I started so I, I worked on that for a long time and I was in college and I ended up I when I was I could never figure out what I wanted to do in college. Mm -hmm. I was I was majoring in a couple of different things. I was never a bad student, but mm -hmm. music was always really my passion. Yeah. And it got to a point where I was I was in a school that I didn't really want to be in. I was in business school and it, it wasn't a soulless place. I made some really good friends there. But mm -hmm. in terms of people's career choices, it was very far from what I was interested in. Yeah. And I couldn't afford to go to Berkeley. 
um, and didn't want to go into debt. So I ended up leaving school and right, I was like, it was right when I turned 21. Mm-hmm. Um, I turned 21 and I did, made the decision to like leave college. And when I turned 21, I shoot shot myself headfirst into really working on my craft as a songwriter, mm-hmm. as a singer, developing a style. And just, I really, that's all I wanted to do. And luckily my parents didn't kick me out. So that was nice. That's, that's that was, that yeah. was huge. Definitely. Um, despite, despite, you know, many, many arguments yeah. oh, with, 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 I pops. can only imagine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> God. He, Cause the funny mm-hmm. thing was, mm-hmm. the funny thing was, was that when I first told them that I was like, I was like, dad, I, cause I already started like my last semester of college, I was already starting to do shows. Mm-hmm. And I told my dad one day, I was like, look, I just, I don't take anything as seriously as I do music. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's like a main priority. And I don't know what I'm doing in school right now. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't have a full direction. Like, I don't love anything as much as I love this. Yeah, I hear you. And he, I remember he tried to use this like Russian reverse psychology. Mm-hmm. He goes, all right, so just leave school. <laughs> and as he didn't realize that that was him giving me permission <laughs> to leave. He thought I was going to be like, oh, shit, I can't leave. And then yeah. all I needed was for him to be like, okay, because yeah. I was I was ready I was I was already planning mm-hmm. on leaving, mm-hmm. I just had to tell him, and yeah. I was like, I don't know how he's gonna take mm-hmm. it. Um, that's, that's so, funny. and we had already got into a lot of arguments up mm-hmm. until that point, so yeah. it was just this funny moment. So he was like, oh, so just he's like, so, okay, whatever, just <laughs> don't go to school then. And mm-hmm. I and I was like, really? He goes, yeah. And then and then in hindsight, I'm sure he was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Fuck. so but uh-huh. anyway, so uh-huh. i left so i left school and i and mm-hmm. i started i really dove mm-hmm. into like i guess the scene of, of music mm-hmm. around here i went to a lot of open mics i um i really really tried to work hard on my craft and even looking back i'm a lot better than i used to be but um i ended up like doing this uh singer songwriter contest i i mm-hmm. i did uh i did like a songwriting workshop with bmi i did a singer songwriter contest in 2012 that uh I met a producer, Godfrey Diamond, who recorded my first EP, which is not really, it's not online anymore. Um, but it's, uh, if you ever want to hear it, it's, 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 it's I think mm-hmm. it might still be on SoundCloud. But it was a very, very, very different than this. Very acoustic, Americana, mm-hmm. almost country folkish. Okay. You know, very kind mm-hmm. of like, almost like Vladimir Vysotsky kind of singing. Mm-hmm. And like, so that was my first like attempt. And I was really working on my craft as a songwriter. Mm-hmm. And then, after that i just i changed a lot um you know that was uh that was like an not an experiment but like i was very into that style for a year Mm -hmm. or two and then as i came out of that and started working even more on my style i realized that i'd always loved soul music i'd always loved Mm -hmm. r&b i'd always loved pop and i always wanted to mix it together into Mm -hmm. into something that was that was me yeah so I, and and this and this EP reacquainted is like very much like the first steps of it like you mm-hmm. know everything else from here is more of a continuation but uh, yeah and, and it was just like I, I was playing in I was playing in bands I also have a, a decent amount of experience of like being a session musician which is basically mm-hmm. like a work for hire like guitar player or bass okay. player or like I've been in the studio with people that I've helped like not not fully produce but like helped arrange songs mm-hmm. and stuff worked on songwriting sessions um so i've i've tr- you know i've tried to you know not on any crazy hollywood mm-hmm. style level but in terms of like you know ar- mm-hmm. other artists i was working with a really great singer songwriter named samantha leone mm-hmm. um from from brooklyn and she, uh, she also had to pause some of her her project because of covid 
but you know, I was playing. That was like my first big bass mm-hmm. gig. I'd always done guitar stuff, and the, you know, she had me on bass, which was a lot of fun. We traveled to like Nashville, and nice. I worked. Dude, I was in the studio with like a you know a guy. I was like mm-hmm. with a drummer, and he was telling me like about mm-hmm. how when he won a Grammy and shit. And I was oh, like, nice. holy, it was cool. Like, it was cool. So yeah. like, you know, uh, and, and like that to me was like the coolest, you know, Definitely, like in the school yeah. studio in Nashville. But, um, so yeah, like I just I I, I just been trying to find you know as mm-hmm. much work as I can as a musician, and also while at the same time working on on my stuff and mm-hmm. you know jumping on stage with guys like danny or like other musicians that i was friends with i, I usually i usually worked with people that i became friends with or mm-hmm. it's like networking you just you Correct, you know yeah. you meet one person you become yeah. friends and then another person like oh i need a guitar player mm-hmm. or i need this and it's just it's an yeah. interesting it's a very very interesting very hard business but it's Definitely. uh you know but i've always the truth is it's like with the exception of maybe at some points in my career wanting to be further than i was mm-hmm. like i in terms of the craft of music, I, I always, I always love music. I always love being mm-hmm. a musician. It's the happiest I am when I'm doing it. So it's. Uh, I appreciate that, Matt, and, and and I appreciate that a lot. And uh, like you, like we've been mentioning your EP, I listen to all of your songs, and one thing I can say definitely, you put your heart into it. I can tell. I can tell, and I really appreciate that. And it's good stuff and even my girlfriend was saying that she that she loves your voice yeah, and it's, it's and nice it's also you have like a catchy catchy songs which is also great you know thank it's you, thank you it's great stuff uh the hurricane hurricane yeah, yes yeah. uh this one's very catchy because uh, jackie my my girlfriend uh-huh. caught it you know nice <laughs> so respect but uh, the thing that i really like f- from my perspective mm-hmm. i appreciate the most that you put your heart or like you put like you basically are out there and you basically like uh and you were saying that uh, as well that you just um like represent yourself and you have your own take on it and definitely that's beautiful stuff and can you just tell me more how, uh, on on your on like um the ep how it came about and are you proud of it uh, uh, your feeling uh, yeah feelings, yeah for sure uh, for sure on it. for sure um yeah the ep actually um this is a crazy crazy story but it it actually like was a very very long time coming mm-hmm. um and i and i'm very happy to share the story with people because it was a part of like my journey but the ep was a very long time coming i actually uh back in 2014 mm-hmm. started crowdfunding for an album i mm-hmm. went through a company called pledge music which no longer exists uh-huh. and uh i crowdfunded for uh for it, uh for a full album and i mm-hmm. made i made i got i i ended up like making we we, we made the goal oh you, yeah we you made we made goal. we made nice. the goal it was very cool and mm-hmm. i and i started working um i was supposed to work with a friend of mine and uh things didn't like work out he he was you know like he couldn't he couldn't do it mm-hmm. and i had to kind of reshuffle so i started working with another producer um kind of like i had to find someone quickly so i got recommended this guy and uh we worked on we worked on a project for the better part of like i'd say almost a year almost mm-hmm. a year we worked on the project and by the end of it through different reasons and everything like that it did not come out the way that i wanted to and mm-hmm. i was um, I myself was to blame in some ways, and there were other factors as well. 
Um, but for the sake of just I, to say, to for lack of a better term, I was I was pretty fucking sad. I was pretty crushed mm-hmm. about it. Um, I really wasn't sure exactly how to move forward because I had put a lot of um, the, the fact of the matter is I, I put my own money into it. I was mm-hmm. planning on using the money for I had I'd worked the summer before that. I worked as a bartender. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a couple of different times of jobs in my life. That's, uh, and I and I started mm-hmm. bartending and I th- it was a very lucrative summer for me. Mm-hmm. And I put almost all the stuff that I had into that record. I see. And uh, and I was saving the money that I made from Pledge Music to mm-hmm. actually to for the promotion and for touring. Mm-hmm. And so the 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 album did not like, and it ended up becoming like more of an EP style thing because we cut mm-hmm. some stuff. It long story short, it wasn't I wasn't at all happy about it. And I mm-hmm. after some time and and uh, admittedly a couple of tears, I decided oh, yeah. to I decided to shelve it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't let this be what represents me. Um, and I, to me, I was like, I haven't come out with music in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I, this next thing that I do has to be me. It has to, I have to be proud of it. It has to represent me. And it has to be something that I did to the best of my ability at the time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like that thing was it. And I felt fucking crushed. I felt like I disappointed myself. I felt like I disappointed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, podcast exclusive, it fucking mm-hmm. sucked. So um, mm-hmm. not, not the project itself, but yeah. just the feeling of, putting yeah. time and a lot of money into something so um it, it took me a few months to mm-hmm. like maybe six seven you know months to kind of reconfigure and you know try th- to network a little bit more meet another producer mm-hmm. and stuff and really figure out and uh also also it's a fun story um pledge music uh mm-hmm. while i had the money in pledge music that i didn't touch uh-huh. went bankrupt so, oh why? Yeah. Why? Oh, Dude, why? They, they they're out of business. They don't exist anymore. And the money, the, Mon- the money disappeared. Money's gone. Oh so, shit! So yeah, it was. Uh, Fuck. It was a lot of uh. Yeah, I really had to wow. push through to get this thing done. So, so. It, it was like an was, avalanche. Oh, of, oh yeah. Shit. Oh yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It was a lot of stuff. But you know, Matt. Sorry that I interrupt mm-hmm. you, but I want to say that. Um, uh, uh, you know, uh, like you said, you were crashed because you had to like. Uh, shelve it right uh, shelf, yeah, shelf yeah. the project yeah but put, it on, you, uh, put it on the shelf but you know it also shows your character you know and it, it also respect to that because if you weren't uh, convinced that this is this is what you want you know it takes also the, like a character to do that you know be like oh i'm not gonna put this out you know you could you could put it out through pure pressure you no know? yeah and that's the thing that's the thing that i really didn't want to do mm-hmm. i really didn't want to because the thing is also at the end of the day i looked at it and i was like all right there's a very good i don't know if it's a russian saying but it's a mm-hmm. saying that my grandfather told my dad and then he passed it down to me where he was like my grandfather would always say he's like experience always costs you either blood or money mm-hmm. and hmm. be happy if it's not blood you know what I mean? So, and I looked at mm-hmm. it and I was like, the the main pressure, like, it was all here. It was all internal. Mm-hmm. Like, I was the one that felt bad that I lost the money. Mm-hmm. I was the one that had to, I had to move past all That's these things. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you at the end of this podcast what the mm-hmm. number was. <laughs> it was a little bit more than 400. A lot, it, a was, lot. it was a little bit more than 400 bucks. I can imagine. So anyways. It's a lot. So anyways, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I had to really reconfigure and really kind of mm-hmm. figure out what my next move was. And through my friend, actually, Samantha Leone, who I was on a project with after this, but um, she she was working with a guy 
and his uh, and he turned out I I reached out to him. His name is Malcolm Fong. He's uh, mm-hmm. the producer on the EP with me. And uh, also, actually, even before that, my good friend Amos Ang, who's in Singapore now, he's mm-hmm. one of the, one of my favorite musicians that I've ever played with. He's a great piano keyboard player. He's from Singapore, mm-hmm. and he went to Berklee College of Music. We met here in New York through also a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and we had been playing live together for a while. And once the project died, Amos, who had been with me through the project, he was also starting to do his own production. Mm-hmm. And we had done a couple cover songs together that we that uh, that we worked on, um, just working on it together. And I asked him, I was like, "Dude, why don't we start recording together and just see what happens?" Mm-hmm. And this guy was also a good buddy of mine. We would like go, dude. We would like I would get to his place, his bedroom and studio, and we would talk for like two hours and then start working. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. it was cool. So we we started working on actually, and he's on he's credited as a, produ- a partial producer for Quiet, the second song on the EP, because mm-hmm. that was the first song that we really did together. So Amos mm-hmm. and I were working on it, and it was basically we made like a very, not a not a complete song, but it was like a very polished demo. It's still missing a few mm-hmm. things, and he was like, "Hey man, I'm going back to Singapore." Oh shit! Yeah. So, as all, uh-huh. so I'm, I'm just like at every turn, I'm like, okay. I'm like, God doesn't want me to make this record. Yeah. <laughs> if there is one, He don't want me to make this music. Yeah. So whatever, mm-hmm. but he he was his visa expired, and he mm-hmm. also wanted to go back for family reasons. He hadn't been seeing his family in eight years, mm-hmm. and also he's actually right now doing very well in uh, in the Chinese and Singapore and in the Asian uh, uh-huh. pop market. And okay. he so he's he's doing really well. I That's I hope a, to see him yeah. soon, but he's doing good. So he went for mm-hmm. a good career opportunity. So but anyway, so. Amos went back to Singapore, mm-hmm. and I had to reconfigure yeah, again. again yeah. So I met Malcolm, mm-hmm. and Malcolm has a, a home studio, has a studio in uh, in Brooklyn, in Bay Ridge. Mm-hmm. And I showed him Quiet. He liked it. We we refashioned it a little bit and molded it uh, to finish it and everything like that, and re-recorded some parts of it. And uh, and then we just hit the ground running, and we recorded somebody else's problem, then mm-hmm. reacquainted. We recorded the whole EP. And the thing I loved about Malcolm was, I mean, also he's my, he's our age. He's, you know, mm-hmm. I think he's a year younger than me and, uh, you know, but a workaholic, like, dude, dude, we would get, we would get to the studio mm-hmm. and I'd like sing. I'd be like, all right, let me take a few minutes. I'll go to the bathroom. Like, mm-hmm. you know, work. I, I, I can sit, as you could tell, mm-hmm. I sit for a while and work, but mm-hmm. like this motherfucker would sit at his desk for six mm-hmm. hours at a clip I see. and I not get up. It's like a another uh, animal. Yeah, like, no, uh, and, yeah. and and I would just and that was the mm-hmm. thing. Like I really, I wanted to work with someone that was as hungry in mm-hmm. some ways as I was, and Malcolm definitely is. So mm-hmm. and huge shout out to him, and like I I really so and and we have a great working relationship, you know. Mm-hmm. So and I and I look forward to working with him again on on some future stuff. But so we we finished that mm-hmm. and we finished the project and. Uh, um, I don't even remember what the question was. I'm just going. No, up. just uh, how you feel about it at the end. Yeah. Uh, so we uh-huh. so we finished it, and I was really really happy with it. And uh, you know, the release had to be a little bit adjusted because mm-hmm. we finished COVID. we finished it, and not just COVID. We finished it, and then mm-hmm. I like we finally got everything done. We had to remaster a couple things. Mm-hmm. It was it was took a while, and then I found out that we were gonna have a baby. Oh wow! Yeah. So on top, so, yeah, on top so of it all. As soon as as soon as it uh-huh. was done, as soon as it was finished, I was like, I did it, uh-huh. and now uh-huh. I will start the journey yeah. of promoting this yeah. music. And my <laughs> wife called me. Then we mm-hmm. were we we weren't married yet. Mm-hmm. She, uh, my girlfriend, mm-hmm. and she calls me up, and like I still remember the phone. But she goes, "Hey babe, <laughs> how's your day going at work?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "It's good." She goes, 
okay. <laughs> and then we started the conversation. But so as soon as it was done, I, I was so anyway. So I got delayed a little bit, uh, but and then COVID. But anyways, I'm super. The, the reason I go through all of that is because it was a, a fucking journey and a half to get this mm-hmm. thing out. And by not, I don't want to use the term perseverance. I don't want to give myself too too much credit because I'm like that. But I, I'm just really stubborn mm-hmm. and wanted to, and, and really felt the need to put it out. And it's, I'm going to continue to put out music. But I'm really happy mm-hmm. with it. I'm really appreciative with how people have been receiving it, which has been really great. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people hit me up personally and, and on Instagram as well. They've really liked it. Mm-hmm. They've, you know, a lot of people are like, why the fuck is this not on the radio yet? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's, it's a process. I, I don't have a mm-hmm. record label, so I don't have all the money to shove out yes. onto the table. To, but it's, it's, uh, it's been really cool. People have mm-hmm. liked it. People love the singles. Uh, they they like this EP as mm-hmm. well, and it's been really great. I'm really proud of it. As with any piece of art, yeah, you yeah. look back on it because this was this was done. I had this done for mm-hmm. like a year. I see. You know, it just and, I I just delayed it because I knew that I knew mm-hmm. my son was coming, and I knew that mm-hmm. you know. And then and again, even after delaying it, I you know, and and then COVID hit. Yeah. So I, I wanted yeah. to have this out in in like so April. You had a lot of bumps on the road, for oh, sure. A lot. Oh yeah. Yeah, but uh, once again, uh, Matt, I truly appreciate it, and once again, I can tell you put put your heart into it, and it shows. Thank you. And Thank you. Uh, I believe that alone, you know, it it already says, you know, uh, you're winning. No, you, thank you. Know? It was it was <laughs> a huge, and 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 mm-hmm. I the truth is. I was super happy and proud of it, mm-hmm. but another thing was it there was a little bit of a weight off my shoulders because it being the files being in my computer for so long, every mm-hmm. time I would open up and see it, I'd be like, "Fuck, man, it's not out yet." And mm-hmm. I'm like making these plans to put it out or even the time where I couldn't and just had to wait. Yeah. It's hard, you know, yeah. like and you and because well, Of course. Yeah. And it's not just that, it's because also like I've written new music. I have mm-hmm. some other songs even from that time period like a year or two ago that I want to record that didn't fully fit onto this and mm-hmm. we just want to do five songs so i have i have a bunch of other music that i'm going to be releasing and recording recording and releasing so i just wanted to be like because it's not that this doesn't represent me it still does but there's always a point where you as an artist you want to continue to search mm-hmm. for the new thing you want to ride the newest wave mm-hmm. just so that you stay excited for yourself yeah so i was I was like, I want to put this out and I want to promote it, but then I want to have it as part of my repertoire in mm-hmm. my repertoire of music, but also do new stuff. Nice. So, so that was, so I'm really excited. There's a little bit of a weight off my shoulders now mm-hmm. that it's out. And I, you know, also when you're, when you're creating a piece of art, there's, as long as you have it in your possession, mm-hmm. you have the control to change it. Yeah, I see. So you're always mm-hmm. like, oh, after listening to the this song for mm-hmm. 12 months do i re- do i want to change the the, mm-hmm. the the drum part a little bit mm-hmm. but now that it's the 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 best feeling is that i can't do anything to it mm-hmm. anymore it's it's out there it is what it is i love it i'm happy mm-hmm. about it and now it's for everybody else to digest and process mm-hmm. and i have nothing to do with it anymore it's out the work is done mm-hmm. and now i just promote it and yes. i i try to get in front of as many people as i can and mm-hmm. uh, and continue to work on it. That's that, that's the only thing you can do, right? Yeah. Promote it, and yeah. that's that's from the time you it's out there. Only thing you can do is promotion, and yeah. promotion is another thing in itself. Oh yeah, it's a different, it's completely <laughs> it's different but, animal. But uh, we're gonna save it for another podcast. But people, please listen to Matt Kiss. Uh, 
you're gonna give me all the outlets you are in yes, uh, sir, yeah. but but i want to emphasize listen subscribe like and share thank you, you know it makes a fucking difference it really know? does it really and does. it's a one click or two clicks but it can make a fucking difference yeah so people wake up and show some love right yeah and I appreciate it. please matt uh give me all the outlets uh, where you at where people can find you for sure for sure so you can find me right now i'm on facebook.com slash music also instagram i'm under matt music um the website is being built right now so that's gonna be done but once it's done it'll be like mattkiss.com I'm debating if I should start a fucking TikTok because a lot of people... <laughs> Chinese influence. Dude, mad people are like, dude... The thing is, though, mm -hmm. is that since... All right, I'll say this. A friend of mine, actually Patrick, mm -hmm. he got into Instagram very, very, very early. And the mm -hmm. way that the algorithm for the app works, I think the earlier you get into it, the more exposure you can get. So mm -hmm. this fucking guy, Pat, he, he's not an influencer. He's just mm -hmm. a regular guy that works out really well and is a good-looking mm -hmm. guy. This motherfucker has like 24,000 followers. Nice, nice. But he was posting OD like in the beginning. I understand, I understand. So, I did so, that too. Yeah, so like, so everyone's, everyone's telling me and like even mm -hmm. like my PR, my PR girl, she's like, just get into TikTok. So mm -hmm. we'll see if that happens, baby, by the time this podcast. Whatever it, helps, whatever Yeah, whatever. Helps. So, but be, beware of Chinese influence. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Dude, I've, I, I've been aware of my my mm -hmm. Russian mother's influence for a long time. So <laughs> I, I don't know what I don't know what can be worse. <laughs> but no, but so yeah, Matt Kiss mm -hmm. Music on Facebook, on Instagram, on t on Twitter as well. Yeah, it's Matt Kiss Live on Twitter. So you know, if, if, the main thing I really want to say is like, you know, I the truth is it's you know uh, the clicks and everything it, we all appreciate and it does help move our careers forward, especially for myself, especially for Michal, and that's another you know, reason why I want to do this. I love your shit. Like, I, I feel like it. us doing this, Likewise. Like, you know, we can both help each other. And I wanted to be on this platform and I absolutely love it. But the thing really is, is like at the end of the day, we are we are trying to, you know, um, do our thing. But at the same time, it's also like we, are, you know, as artists, we hope that the main like we were all influenced by something. And mm -hmm. it was something, whether it was a musician, an actor, a, a writer, a podcast, it, it, it touched us in one way or another and made us believe in ourselves a little bit more. And also... Like, for example, some of the greatest music, you feel it in your soul. And the real thing that we're hopefully trying to do is, like, if we can reach you guys, that's that's a win for us as well. So anybody that's listening to it, it's we both, I appreciate it, Michal appreciates it, we both really appreciate it. And if you like, and for example, if you like the music, I hope you do, and just, uh, I hope you, you know, buy in because it's, you know, that's, that's why I make art. I make art to hopefully reach people's hearts. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and, uh, you know, from my perspective, not to sign off, but from my perspective, this was a fucking blast. I love this. This is awesome. And I, mm -hmm. dude, have me on any other time. I'd love to come. Let's and, do it. Dude, uh, dude, I grew Maybe. up in Rockway. Mm -hmm. Talking shit is my profession. So. That's what I'm talking about. I love it. Matt, once again, uh, whatever you covered. Yeah, please, please uh, follow Matt Kiss. He's the man. And once again, uh, even, even a simple click can make a difference. Remember that people and uh, going back to our conversation yes let's have another podcast maybe we could even do a three-way with danny maybe Dude, we'll see we'll see that that that'd be cool too right danny, danny would love a three-way <laughs> for sure for sure <laughs> the gayest three-way in the world danny you know? would love, <laughs> no i'm joking danny I'm joking. would love a three-way uh, but uh, 
long story short, Matt, uh, great conversation. I truly appreciate it. And like you said, you appreciate me, but I very much appreciate you because you help my platform as well, oh, yeah. which is beautiful. Look, man, we all we're all we're all in the arts. We're all trying, you know. And I and I and especially for me during COVID, like with I've been doing Instagram Live weekly or biweekly, and I've been able lucky enough to have like a lot of my friends on the podcast on the mm -hmm. on the Instagram Live with me. And I don't know. It's like you. It, one hand washes the other and it's like if we can help each other there's there ain't a lot of other people helping you know yeah. what i mean we all have to be there for each other especially now so that's true yes matt kiss thank you michael thank you man this is a fucking pleasure thank you <laughs>